This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, welcome to it. How in the world are you? To have a good Memorial Day weekend? Good. Well, it's good to be back. It seems like a lifetime ago since we've been together. I had so many things, and I still do have so many things to talk to you about. And we've got a big announcement coming up a little bit later on in the broadcast. Um, but... We awoke today with sad news of Muhammad Ali dying yesterday at the age of 74. We heard brief reports yesterday of him not being very well in a Phoenix hospital. And you were hoping that it would turn out okay. It did not. It was... Respiratory problems brought on by a horrible disease, which is Parkinson's. He was one of the one of the faces of that disease for years. And you saw the effects ravage him. But he was still Muhammad Ali. A funeral will be held this Wednesday in his hometown of Louisville, Kentucky. There'll be a memorial service on Saturday. He fought three different decades. Finished with a record of 56 and 5, 37 of those knockouts. And he was the first man to win the heavyweight title three times. When you look at lists of most recognizable, most famous people on the planet, he's on it, Muhammad Ali. In fact, the first one that came up for me today puts him below Jesus Christ, Michael Jackson, Muhammad himself, Adolf Hitler, Mahatma Gandhi, Albert Einstein, Muhammad Ali. Pretty strong list. (laughs) Now, he was remembered mostly as the greatest of all time. And he wasn't afraid to tell you. 
He was very, very good at telling you that. It was his antics, his mouth outside the ring that transformed him. I mean, he was Cassius Clay, but he became Muhammad Ali. He was putting on a show. I don't care which one. Just play the one with uh, the medicine sick, my favorite one. Resurrector, I'm the savior of the boxing world. If it wasn't for me, the game would be dead. That's a fact. I want to hear the medicine one. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. <laughs> Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Think about it. Muhammad Ali, dead in 74. Now, many remember him for spurning white America when he joined uh, the black Muslims, changed his name, defied the draft at the height of the Vietnam War, and in hindsight, you think, so? At least many do. His deal was I ain't got no quarrel with them Viet Cong. And he lost three and a half years from the prime of his career. There were plenty of times we got to know him with, did we find a good Howard Cosell clip? Okay, let's hear it. Let's play it. I want to hear some Howard Cosell this morning. For the past year, he's been virtually incarcerated in this country. He's undergone all of this for the obvious reason that he didn't have the courage to fight such as Joe Fraser, Jerry Quarry, and Jimmy Ellis. Why would you say that? I didn't have the courage to fight uh, Joe Fraser and and Jimmy Ellis and Jerry Quarry. I mean, why would you say that? I mean, you know, I've never showed no fear of nobody. And why would you, uh, as many times as you have came to my fights, knowing you had money bet on other people, I beat them. (laughs) I mean, why would you, seriously, I mean, why would you sit here on television and, and talk about uh, me being afraid of Jerry Carter, Joe Frazier. I mean, that's wrong. I mean, I, I'm not afraid of anyone. I'm not afraid of no man. In fact, one of the. There's the story about him as a kid where he talked about uh, born Cassius Clay, January 17th, 1942, in Louisville, Kentucky. He claims that he began his boxing career at age 12 after his new bicycle was stolen, and he vowed to policeman Joe Martin that he would whoop the person who took it. Think about that. And uh, he won the Olympic gold medal in 1960. 1960. Now, he changed... To Muhammad Ali in 1964 after he beat Sonny Liston. Became a member of the Black Muslims, the Nation of Islam, rejecting what he called his slave name. And then his refusal to be inducted into the army really made people very unhappy with Muhammad. 
So that happened uh, April 28th, 1967, a month after he knocked out Zora Foley in the seventh round of Madison Square Garden, his eighth title defense. He was convicted of draft evasion, stripped of his title, banned from boxing. Then still facing a prison term, he was allowed to resume boxing three years later, came back, stopped Jerry Quarry in three rounds, Still facing possible prison sentence, he fought Frazier for the first time in 71. That fight was the fight of the century. A few months later, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the conviction. Eight to zero vote. Ali once calculated he had taken 29,000 punches to the head. So he made $57 million in his pro career. And he was part of the champion of the Boxing Reform Act. And he still had many appearances. I mean, the lighting of the torch... In 1996 in Atlanta was, I mean, how memorable. And then we saw him in the London Olympics in 2012. He definitely was a face, a man, a mouth of the world. But he fought that Parkinson's disease, and I don't know if you're familiar with that disease or not. I mean, you saw, you see the ravages of it. Uh, on Muhammad Ali. You see the ravages of it on uh, another star, Michael J. Fox. Uh, I had a family member who had the disease, and I watched it. Uh, This man traveled the world. I mean, he built, this man built his own home from the ground up. Built three or four homes on property that he owned. I mean, it was his compound that he built. He used to go around the world building military towers. And then when he was done with the military, he built uh, fast food chain buildings around the country. And he was a builder out there doing things, the man. And then he got Parkinson's. And you saw it struggle, him struggle so much. Even just to eat, to sit at a table and try to bring a, a spoon or a fork to your mouth. And your hand starts shaking. And you get so frustrated and so angry. And he told the military, obviously I said he traveled the world putting up uh, military towers. So he was in the military. He told the VA and the military, look... I want to be your guinea pig. Find the cure to this. And they did for years uh, try. He traveled the country uh, to different hospitals, to different test sites, uh, to different studies, and used him as a guinea pig until the last, I don't know, five or ten years of his life, they wouldn't do any more. 
because he'd done so many tests and so many studies that they wouldn't know what worked. And nothing worked. Some would work for a little bit. Some would work for, you know, he'd take, he'd do the medicine and it would get better. And he would be flying high on this new study of whatever it was. And then pretty soon that would not work anymore. And we saw the ravages of it on Muhammad Ali. How in the end he could barely speak loud. It was a whisper. And the shaking. But being a face of the world and a face, a public face, all his life, it didn't stop him from being that face still. So even when you saw Muhammad Ali shaking from Parkinson's, lighting the torch in in Atlanta, You knew in his mind, he was always telling you, I am the greatest. I am the greatest. Muhammad Ali, dead at the age of 74. He died yesterday in Phoenix, Arizona. Funeral be Wednesday in Louisville, Kentucky, his hometown. Muhammad Ali. Rest in peace. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. That it is. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, Facebook, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram at JeffyMRA. Okay, so we have an official death of Prince. Hey, it's the half hour of death of the Jeff Fisher Show. We have an official death of Prince. We have... Soldiers from Fort Hood drowning in rescue attempts. Horrible as their vehicle overturned. Uh, I mean, it has seriously been raining uh, a lot. You can quote me on that, too. That's my meteorological degree. It's been raining a lot here in Texas. Uh, There's plenty of, uh, I mean, Houston area has been devastated. Where I live, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, there's been places that have, you know, flooded and houses are flooding and there's, you know, there's flash flood warnings all over now until, you know, I don't know, through this morning still. It's been, but I'm tired of it raining. 
Now, when the drought hits this summer and it's 150 degrees and there's no rain, why isn't there rain? So just let it rain. But, I mean, there's a serious problem. And the flash flooding, we see the footage of the cars and people trying to drive through roads that have, are underwater and they get swept away. So so stupid. So stupid. They'll deliver the pizza. No need to go out and get it. Horrible plane crash, the Blue Angel. Jet crashed and killed the pilot. Thursday. Uh, tragic accident. That particular plane and pilot uh, we saw here in uh, Dallas at the uh, in the Metroplex out in Fort Worth at the Alliance Air Show. Uh, in fact, my wife has specific pictures of that plane and that pilot uh, from earlier this year. Um, I saw one of the local newscasters, and I'm, I'm sure all over the country that's what they do, but one of the local newscasters was uh, did a report with that particular pilot in that particular plane uh, the last time they were here in Alliance. Um, sad, sad news. And a Thunderbird pilot crashed. Uh, the plane crashed. He survived. Uh, what the heck is going on? I'm sure they're in the process of investigating both crashes, and I know that they're investigating the vehicle turning over, submerging, and losing soldiers and drowning in Fort Hood. Prince. We know now died of an overdose of fentanyl. And you saw, I mean, all the reports were just fentanyl crazy. More powerful than morphine. It usually comes in a patch, but you can get it in a pill. And did he get it illegally? And did he get it legally? And TMZ has a picture of Prince with his his death clothes the night before. As he made his frantic run to a Walgreens pharmacy. Now, we know fentanyl is... So strong, and it's a lot of, you know, I mean, a lot of times it is a death drug because when you're close to death and in a lot of pain with whatever you have wrong with you, uh, they prescribe fentanyl. And it does come in a patch, usually. Um, I know the uh, drug people who get it illegally like to uh, heat the patches up. I'm going to give you a little inside drug talk. You know, you heat the patches up and then you get the goo from the patch itself. It gives you the actual buzz from the drug quicker and faster. But hey, that's what I'm told. I wouldn't know anything like that for sure. I'm just told that from fentanyl. Man, and we talked a little bit about... Um, and, you know, it's sad. Look, Prince, we knew Prince was, was going to be something like that uh, with him. He was in such, you know, pain. The man was dancing in high heels. The man was dancing in high heels on a stage for years. Um, no wonder his hips and knees and back were all screwed up. Um, so, you know, he obviously was on painkillers and was, uh, you know, got 
obviously carried away. And the man who found him was showing up to help him and try to get him through this um, addiction. And he got there, obviously, too late. It's sad news. But I think we still need to remember about uh, dependence, physical dependence and addiction. Still really kind of two different things. But we got into that before, and I don't want to get too deep into that again. But just remember, physical dependence and addiction are really two different things. When you hear these dingleberries on TV talking their drugs are bad, painkillers are bad. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number on the Blaze Radio Network. So much uh, so much programming for you on the Blaze Radio Network. Coming up immediately following this broadcast is Mike Opelka and Pure Opelka. And uh, Mike's going to be joining us uh, a little bit later on in the broadcast. We've got a big, uh, big announcement of an announcement. This is what this is right here is an announcement of an announcement. Uh, coming up on this broadcast, um, we were given the opportunity to do something, and we're going to do it live on the air. We're going to do it live on the air just for you. Now, off the air, we will I, we will get to uh, Harambe as this show progresses. I promise, because I have lost my mind over this whole gorilla thing. That's unbelievable to me. But we'll get to it because I'm, I'm about ready to break into it right now. But I still am a little, a little miffed at you know the death of Muhammad Ali, the age of seventy four. We're still beating up Prince for overdosing. We've got Blue Angels crashing, Thunderbirds crashing, military rescue vehicles turning over, and military soldiers, military soldiers, uh, drowning. So. You know, I just like to, you know, maybe we'll ease into something else. I'm, my daughter just turned nine. My youngest child just turned nine this past week. Unbelievable. And my granddaughter, yes, that's hard to say. I don't know if I'm going to be able to say it twice. I was born earlier this week. Or last week, and uh, she—if you follow on Facebook, you know she's still in the hospital. She's just tiny; they got to get her fed, and she'll be home. So, I may, uh, may or may not be here uh, next Saturday, uh, as I may be in the great state of Florida. There's no way they don't have radio in Florida, do they? So, there's no way I could possibly broadcast. Uh, at least that's what I'm saying. Now nah, we'll have a broadcast. You know, we'll have a show for you. I'm just teasing. Just teasing. But uh, I will say that uh, my daughter or my granddaughter, I said it twice now. That means it's getting easier for me to say, ooh, that's a little frightening. Um, if either one of them 
turn into uh, Rose McGowan, I will disown them. Uh, I will completely disown them. I I can't I can't take it. She uh, she's back in the news again, uh, trying to make herself relevant. Uh, every so often, she says comes out in the. She looks great with the shaved head and the and the lipstick, and it looks good. Looks good on you, Rose. I'm sure she's just doing some part. But she uh, criticized the advertisements for X-Men Apocalypse. Now, if you've seen the billboard, the ad, it shows Jennifer Lawrence's character in a chokehold. Now, they're upset, and I say they're. Uh, people like Rose McGowan are upset because uh, the trivializing the issue of violence against women. Uh, the promotional photo used on some posters and billboards for the film shows Apocalypse, the villain played by Oscar Isaac, choking Mystique, played by Jennifer Lawrence. And the tagline is, only the strong will survive. And doggone it, that's just, um, I can't take it. There is a major problem when the men and women at 20th Century Fox think casual violence against women is the way to market a film. Um, Oh, there is no context in the ad, just a woman getting strangled. The fact that no one flagged this as offensive and frankly stupid. Um, There is, uh, I don't know context uh to the ad uh the context is it's a movie and it's a movie about the x-men so guess what happens um let's see what happens in x-men movies people get hurt people die they have superpowers and they use superpowers against other villains and good guys who have superpowers and also people who don't have superpowers. Um, that's the context. And the billboard, only the strong will survive. X-Men, apocalypse. Now, maybe I'm, I don't know. Well, I know that I'm weird and frankly I got that. But I look at the billboard, and I did not even cross my mind about it being anything to do with casual violence against women. I really, I do not. I didn't see it. I still don't. The only reason I see it at all is because of people like Rose McGowan. Um, I get, you know, Twitter people all got, you know, so of course, I mean, that's what Twitter does, right? I mean, that's what the beautiful thing about Twitter is. You get to just rip things. That's, <laughs> and that's what makes it fun. And you find little things that bug you and you tweet about it. I mean, that's Twitter. That's what you're supposed to do. Right? I think so. But Rose, and then she posted on her Facebook uh, post, uh, F this. Uh, Rose, 
first of all, let's take a look at, I wonder what Rose, Rose certainly couldn't have done anything. Oh, wait, there's covers of movies of her wearing weapons. Oh, yeah, but that's casual violence against men. I guess that's okay. Um, she really has not had, I, I don't know, she's got these video shorts that she's putting out. I'm looking at her IMDb page now. She's been in a couple of uh, minor TV series. And, of course, she was in Nip Tuck. Boy, talk about a show that was <laughs> May, I mean, full of male chauvinists and women getting uh, plastic surgery and uh, having uh, illicit sex around the clock. With you know, There are a few shows that didn't have that, but Rose was part of that. And Charmed, uh, Witches. I know they were good witches. I got it. So, um, Rose, please. just uh, And she's part of the Call of Duty. She's got some video game money coming in as she uh, voices some stuff on Call of Duty. That's a good gig. Now, listen, uh, I was looking at the Arnold Schwarzenegger television commercial, and it's a television commercial for the game. A game! And it's produced like a movie trailer. I mean, it's... I, I, hello, uh, if you want to fire Rose McGowan and hire me, that's fine. That'd be fun being part of that. So I'll give Rose a little, I'll give her half credit, not even half credit, just a little, a little minor credit for doing that. Cause that works probably fun, but good luck, uh, to the United States. Because uh, coming to, uh, you're all wound up about Facebook. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, they're taking things down and it's it's not free speech anymore and it's cracked down. And they're, it's not free, Facebook is bad and Twitter is bad because they're not letting us say everything we want to say. And they're already mad at the European Union because Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Microsoft have got a code of conduct with the European Union and illegal hate speech. We can't have it, and we're going to take it away. Huh. I wonder what free speech, code of conduct. I wonder how that could happen. Oh, I don't know. Maybe people getting upset over a movie billboard. I mean, these companies are private companies. They can do whatever the heck they want. Right, I mean, they got to try to stay in business, and they've got to try to keep people happy. But now, working with governments seems to start pushing the. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't sit right. I mean, they can do what they want. I got it. It's okay for their private companies. They can do what they want, but it just doesn't sit right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 
We will get into Harambe a little bit later on in the broadcast. We must talk about Harambe. Must, must talk about Harambe. Gender. It's a noun. The state of being male or female typically used with reference to social and cultural differences rather than biological ones. Merriam-Webster says gender. A subclass within a grammatical class is noun, pronoun, adjective, or verb of a language that is partially arbitrary but also partly based on distinguishable characteristics as shape, social rank, manner of existence, or sex. And that determines agreement with selection of other words or grammatical forms, membership of a word or grammatical form such as a subclass, an infectional form showing membership in such a subclass. (laughs) 2A. The behavioral, cultural, or psychological traits typically associated with one's sex. Gender. By the fall of 2017, Washington State Public Schools will begin teaching gender expression to kindergartners. You heard me. By the fall of 2017, Let's see, when is that? When is 2007? Oh, I know, uh, next year. Washington State, and this is coming to a school near you soon, will begin teaching gender expression to kindergartners under a newly approved health education learning standards that designate sexual health a core idea. It's a core idea of public K-12 through education. While some aspects of sexual health aren't taught K-12, through HIV prevention begins in fourth grade. One component of sexual health titled self-identity begins in kindergarten, where students will be expected to understand there are many ways to express gender. We, seriously, seriously, we are out of sticking control. Out of control. The state's health education glossary defines gender as a social construct based on emotional, behavioral, or cultural characteristics attached to a person's assigned biological sex. Gender expression, meanwhile, is defined as the way someone outwardly expresses their gender. These definitions differ from the state's definition of biological sex based on chromosomes, hormones, and internal and external anatomy. Really? No kidding. This is out of control. And how many groups now have canceled North Carolina because of their LGBT anti-laws, the HB2? We are not going to North Carolina. That's it. You know, I will say Uh, Selena Gomez, 
uh, actually worked smarter, not harder over this. Because you go down the list, I mean, you just uh, to quick the first page of Google. Thirteen Group drops plans of Charlotte events. Uh, more could come. Blue Man Group joins others canceling North Carolina dates. Uh, list of concerts events canceled. Blue Man Group, Pearl Jam cancels, Boston canceled, B Corp companies cancel $1 million event, Cirque du Soleil, the latest group to cancel shows in North Carolina, 13 conventions have canceled or decided against North Carolina. Selena Gomez said she racked her brain about what to do with North Carolina, and she's going to donate concert proceeds. To the LGBT group. Huh. So she's still going to perform and put on her art, if you want to call Selena Gomez art, and then donate money to the cause instead of just, we're not going to do anything there. Huh. I must say, Selena, that's a pretty good job. I'm all about that for Selena Gomez. Much better than, I'm not going to play there at all. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. That it is. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Nice to have you along for the ride on the Blaze Radio Network. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram at JeffyMRA. Sad news out of Phoenix yesterday. Muhammad Ali dead at the age of 74. We talked a little bit earlier about Muhammad and how, you know, one of the most recognized men on the planet, and a little bit of his history. The funeral will be Wednesday in his hometown of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Never ashamed to call himself uh, the greatest. Joining me now, an old friend, a boxing luminary himself, ring announcer extraordinaire, Mark Biro. Mark? From Tampa, Florida, USA. How in the world are you? Real good, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> good very to talk sad to you. day. It's very, very sad. sad day. So, have you? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that you had a few uh, times of crossing paths with Muhammad. Oh yes, uh, very much so. Uh, we uh, the first time I ever met him. Uh, uh, was in, believe it or not, of all places, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And um, uh, there was a charity event for uh, children that both of us had volunteered uh, to be a part of, and Joe Frazier right. as well. 
And uh, the first time I saw him, he was in the lobby of the hotel that we were staying at. <laughs> and uh, he was entertaining children. He was he, he was great. a big he was a big magic fan. You know, he, he uh, I don't mean Orlando magic. Right. I got I you. Mean, a magician. Yes, a magician. And uh, these children that were in the lobby were um, uh, just happened to be, uh, they had no connection to the event that we were involved in. They were just uh, sons and daughters of people that were either checking in or checking out of the hotel. And he was there in the lobby dazzling them, and I have to say me too, uh, with a lot of magic (laughs) tricks. It was great. I remember he told me uh, the first time he talked to me after I I was sitting with the kids uh, watching him do all this, and he said uh, uh, in that soft voice that he had, and he said, um, I wish I could get. Uh, I, I wish I could make you disappear, Mister Announcer. <laughs> well, I can guarantee that he's not the first one to think that. Boy, you took it right out of my mouth, Jeff. Thanks a lot. <laughs> but that's the kind of guy he was. He and uh, he he was, uh, you, you know, as boisterous as he was uh, in, in the show business of boxing, as as a person. He was a very quiet guy, and and in fact, anything you read about him in his early years, he was he was very much a a very shy guy. You know, you 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 just couldn't right. believe the way he transformed himself. Well, he transformed himself and, really uh, after. You know, and, I was just saying, he, trans, he, no, he transformed himself really after the uh, uh, the first bout, right? I mean, when, when he stopped being Cassius Clay. When he became Muhammad, I mean, that was the big transformation for him. Yes, but he also, uh, as Cassius Clay, when he was starting out in the 50s, and uh, he, he, um, he modeled himself after the professional wrestler Gorgeous George. Nice. He really couldn't believe when he saw Gorgeous George on TV uh, promoting his wrestling matches, he actually went and bought a ticket and went to the arena to see all the people that just hated Gorgeous George and wanted to see him get beat. And he said, wow, that's a good way to sell tickets. Right. All right, just look how pretty I am. Look how pretty I am. That's right. And, you know, the truth is when he was an Olympic hero, he never drank. He didn't smoke. He didn't run around. He always stayed right. within his own community. And and he had a great mind for knowing who the great people in boxing that he admired. And one of the first people he he went and reached out to was Angelo Dundee. And uh, Dundee always said... The great said, Angelo Dundee. The great Angelo Dundee. And, 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 and uh, Angelo... Uh, he and I would talk uh, over dinner many times, and he'd tell me, you know, if people knew what kind of a guy this this man was, they, you know, they would love him all the more because he is he is that genuine and he's a good kid. He always called him that. He's a good kid. Well, anytime you met Angelo Dundee, you were always a kid anyway. Hey, kid. That's right. So it doesn't matter. That's right. Hey, kid. Uh, so, he, he asked me, I remember uh, um, Muhammad asked me one day, he said, Mark, uh, did you ever 
did you ever box? And I told him, no, I just look this way naturally. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. Yes. <laughs> but so, he was he was really a good guy. It was a shame. Uh, you know, I was reading, as, as you go back and you read a little bit of the history today, just trying to remember a little bit of, of his life that maybe you had forgotten because, I mean, he was Muhammad Ali. I mean, who doesn't know Muhammad Ali, right? But, I mean, for years, he was, uh, aside from all being the, you know, the hated boxer, the look how pretty I am, I can't stand that guy I want him to beat, when he decided to uh, be uh, an observer and not go to the war, um, man, he grew a lot of hate uh, for a lot of people. In hindsight, I think now we all go, man, good for him. Well, that, you know, as, as hated as he was for that stance, uh, I, I could tell you, Jeff, personally, I was in high school, and that affected me because uh, I made a decision not to go myself uh, if I was ever called. And I was just very lucky that I was never called. But I have to tell you, to me, he was an inspiration in that endeavor. But... The, the 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 thing that really stands out about his refusal to serve was that the government offered him all kinds of cushy guarantees. He wouldn't even have to carry a rifle or right. even be near uh, a confrontational uh, zone. He was he was almost guaranteed all of that, and he still wouldn't do it on the principle. And knowing based that, it on. right, and knowing that, look, the the whole point was was him not going. If they any if he just sits at a desk for a couple of years, they still use him as some sort of promotional tool, and that's ridiculous. That's correct. That's he correct. And and that. Joe Lewis uh, did the same thing in World War Two. Uh, he he put on many benefits and raised a lot of money for for the folks on the home front, milk fund, and all of that. Uh, Ali would have done the same thing. And and the other thing, he would have been able to hold on to the heavyweight right. championship. And he would have done uh, legitimate benefits and also personal uh, uh, monetary uh, uh, endeavors. But he, he gave all that up. And let me tell you, one of the things that isn't well known is that during his illegal exile, after he was stripped of the title, the person who helped him financially on many occasions was Joe Frazier. Wow. And uh, they, they, you know, Joe Frazier and he both uh, uh, dreamed of the day that they would, you know, uh, finally reconcile the uh, championship uh, after Ali was stripped and, and Joe Frazier won tournaments to make him the champion. Uh, Frazier gave him a lot of his purse of money to, to keep Ali afloat. Ali was in bad straits. The ironic thing about that is the Supreme Court, when it ruled on Ali's case, right. ruled eight to nothing right. I mean, there was in no favor. Yeah, that was great. And the one abstention was Chief Justice uh, Rehnquist, who recused himself from the case because he had been been involved in a lowercase uh, decision, and he recused himself. Otherwise, it would have been nine to nothing. Wow. Think of that. Yeah. 
a good yeah. one. All right, so Mark Biro joining us now. Talk a little bit uh, about Muhammad Ali and his run-ins uh, with Muhammad. Uh, Muhammad Ali, obviously, uh, sad news, uh, passing away yesterday in Phoenix at the age of 74, struggling uh, from Parkinson's and having uh, respiratory issues that he couldn't uh, overcome uh, yesterday. Uh, very sad news. Um, we saw him. We watched him to prove what a uh, what a great you know icon he was. Um, even when struggling with such a horrible disease, he took it out in front of the people and said, "Hey, here I am, and this is what I'm struggling with, and I'm still Muhammad Ali. I am the greatest." I mean, it was tremendous. Well. Uh, in many uh, Las Vegas cards that I was involved in, in which he was a guest, uh, uh, these arenas that would hold, you know, six, 8,000 people, and in the outdoor parking lots, even more than that, 20,000, when he would come into the arena, and he had this Parkinson's, and you could see him just moving, he had this slight smile on his face, he was never, you know, he wasn't boisterous at that point. Right. As soon still, as though, he walked into the arena. Still Mohammed. The entire, <laughs> yes. The whole place stood up. And, uh, you know, from the time at the outermost part of the arena to sitting at ringside, the entire arena would would give him a standing O. You know, I mean, it was, uh, you, you see the respect of people, including those who who never took a liking to him, they all loved him and respected and admired what he really stood for. So one, uh, I want one final story of a run-in with Muhammad. Well, uh, uh, time for one more. Okay, uh, uh, when Layla Ali was fighting for the women's championship, uh, I happened to be the ring announcer for that event, and uh, we had gone out. Uh, to eat together at one of the casino restaurants. And while we were sitting there, Ali was across the table from me, and he said, I just got me a dog. And I said, oh, you do? You got a pet, a dog? And he said, yeah, guess what kind it is. And I said, I don't know, Mohammed. What, what is it? A boxer. The whole place just cracked up, and you know, that's kind of. <laughs> he never stopped, you know. Mark Biro, uh, boxing announcer extraordinaire and a good friend. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. And you can go on. Jeff, and, give go, me, go give me a call shop. on your own. I, I, I enjoyed it, brother. I will. I love you. We'll talk to you later. Mark Biro from Tampa, Florida, uh, boxing announcer extraordinaire, talking a little Muhammad Ali and. Uh, the sad news that uh, Muhammad uh, passed away yesterday at the age of 74. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. That it does. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Immediately following this broadcast, Pure Opelka, Mike Opelka. Uh, he's coming up as a guest uh, momentarily on the uh, Blaze Radio Network and the Jeff Fisher Show. We've got uh, an announcement. 
Uh, and this is an announcement of an announcement uh, that we are going to uh, be announcing some. Uh, we're going to he and I uh, have to do something live on the air and uh, figure out what's going to happen uh, schedule wise here on the Blaze Radio Network. And we've got to we've got to do this the right way. And I'll explain it to you uh, after the bottom of the hour in about, uh, you know, 10 minutes from right now. Uh, then after uh, Mike, we do a little uh, Jay Sabrin replay. And then uh, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all live on Saturday and the Blaze Radio Network. Then Sunday, you got a little David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie D, a little energy talk. I mean, besides weekdays with Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severn and Pat and Stu, you, there's no need for you to ever go anywhere else than the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. And then if you go to theblaze.com slash radio, you can scroll down and there's plenty of podcasts uh, that don't uh, make it to the main radio broadcast but are very, very good. And, I, you know, just scroll down and enjoy the podcast. Take us with you. Just slide the Blaze Radio Network right in your pocket and just know that whenever you're feeling a little shaky, a little down, pat your pocket and know that we're right there. We're right there. Before Harambe was killed, before the outrage erupted, Harambe was a young gorilla on his way to meet some ladies. In September 2014, the silverback gorilla, 15 years old at the time, traveled from Brownsville, Texas, to the Cincinnati Zoo to meet the female western lowland gorillas, Chewy and Mara. Last week, zookeepers shot and killed Harambe because they feared he might hurt a four-year-old boy who slipped into the gorilla's enclosure. As the internet outrage machine spews and sputters, Harambe's death clearly means different things to different people. For zookeepers, this sad, unexpected death means a kink in the gorilla species' survival plan. Bummer. I can't take it. I know we were off, and I know there was outrage and uh, jokes and, 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 and everything else surrounding Harambe. But if you think, first of all, we need to rethink our plans here at the zoo. I know they're being sued and I know they're being sued because they feel like they were against what was the uh what was the um they're being sued because they were uh, neg- the Animal Welfare Act and Animal Welfare Regulations by the USDA. Uh they're being sued and they're saying that they were against some of their rules and regulations of the Animal Welfare Act. Uh, the Animal Wel- Welfare Act was signed into law in 1966. It's the only federal law in the United States that regulates the treatment of animals in research, exhibition, transport, and by dealers. Other laws, policies, and guidelines may include additional species coverage for specifications for animals' care and use, but all refer to the Animal Welfare Act as the minimum acceptable standard. The act is enforced by the USDA, the APHIS, and Animal Care. Ugh. Come on now. And they give a big list of 
of what uh, of what they what rule they had broken uh, in the Animal Welfare Act, and you can go and read it if you want. It's, it's I mean, there's PDF file of the rules and regulations. It's just another government agency full of rules and regulations. And you know, I, I get it. It's good. Okay, okay, I got it. All you animal lovers, I got it. Okay. I want animals to be taken care of, too. I don't want people harming animals. But if my kid were to fall into a gorilla cage, I want him to bring the gorilla down. Save the kid. Why? I've seen the movie. It doesn't end well when you don't kill the ape. Okay? Second, new protocols. A human falls into a gorilla cage or any animal cage. All the other screaming, agonizing moms around the cages back away so that you shut up. All I could do when I'm watching that video of the kid with Harambe is tell, I'm trying to tell the parents, shut up! Shut up! Can't take it. Okay? I'm sorry, the gorilla had to die. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. As promoted, joining me, Mike Opelka. Mike, welcome to the broadcast. Good morning, Jeffy. What a pleasure. I have not been on your show in forever. I used to call in and bother you, and then you stopped taking my calls. No, I didn't stop taking your calls. I just told them, put you on hold and let them wait. <laughs> I didn't stop taking your call, though. <laughs> so what I actually sho- I showed up, and you can't avoid me. <laughs> I will not be ignored. Find a bunny boiling in your, your soap today. Thank you. So uh, I know that uh, you know we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, and we do have an announcement to make, and we're gonna we're gonna figure out how to uh, make this announcement in a little bit. But talk a little bit about. Uh, I mean, are you? Uh, did you have any run-ins with Muhammad at all? I did. I did. I had a. Uh, I spent a day with Muhammad Ali, back in uh, 1986, I believe it was, and uh, doing a charity event in right. Houston. And and we. I actually have a photo with me, Ali, and the then mayor of Houston, Texas, Kathy Whitmire. The, I love the, Kathy the, Whitmire. She was the wardrobe inspiration <laughs> for Dustin Hoffman's character in Tootsie. <laughs> On every Love level, it. hair, makeup, <laughs> clothing. That's but, yeah, great. So I, I did spend a, a day with Ali. I'm going to share some of the insights on that. A remarkable experience. I I can't even begin to tell you how fortunate I was to get all, a lot of time with him that day. And your buddy, the ring announcer? Yeah, Mark Biro, my good friend, tremendous. The stories he was telling about charity and Ali's commitment to charity and various charities is so accurate that people don't understand how much this guy gave back 
to uh, not only his community, but communities he had no idea uh, or no experience with. But he did a lot for his community, uh, for boxing, for uh, black folks in America, and he was a tireless, tireless worker in that arena. And, you know, that, that's what made him so, I mean, that's one of the things that made him Muhammad Ali and such a, an icon. It, too bad. And through the Parkinson's where you talked, I heard you talk right. about Parkinson's earlier. I, I, I think there are probably everybody has a relationship, unfortunate relationship in their family with Parkinson's. And unless you've seen what it does to a, a person and, and the family, Horrible. you don't fully understand it. But so Horrible. I, I, ah, it is. But the Michael J. Fox thing, you know, I, I go back to the work he's done still and still right. pushing. He reminds me of Ali in his relentless pursuit to try and keep a life and then do good with what he's been uh, saddled with. And that's what you're supposed to do, I guess, right? Yep. I yep. Mean, no kidding. All right. So. We were told uh, a while ago that uh, on the 18th of this month, June of 2016, um, there were going to be some schedule changes to the Blaze Radio Network. And that was going to uh, affect you and me. Yeah. And uh, the schedule changes, one was going to be, uh, there was going to be a show airing from 6 in the morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., and one show from 9 a.m. to 12 noon. Right. And they said... Hey, do you want to do a mud wrestling event? Do you want to uh, maybe we do a boxing event? I mean, we should have thought of that. That would have been actually something to do. That, that would have been good. Um, We'd be in it, different different weight classes, though. That's funny. That's funny. I mean, it would just be for charity. It, okay, we, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm getting too to technical. A, we wouldn't sorry. have to have a you know the fat guy size just for charity, do we? <laughs> I could bulk up a little bit. I could raging bullet. I could Jake Lamont yeah. and put on. No, I mean, I could too. You know, if I had to. I <laughs> if I had you. to. Well, I think um, creamed corn, a creamed corn wrestling match, which I know you've witnessed more than one. Don't lie to me. I know you've you, had a bachelor. You can't party. prove that. You cannot prove that. <laughs> But, of course, I mean, who hasn't? Seriously, come so, on. A cream so corn wrestling match. Who hasn't seen Studio that? Studio B at, in Dallas, cream corn, <laughs> and with um, with Dana Lash. <laughs> Dana's the referee, and Tommy's oh, no, the ring mind. announcer. Oh, never mind. Though. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so we could have done any of the, any number of things. But, you know, being the dullards that we are. And we are. Oh, no, there's no question about that. Uh, I thought, you know, we should flip a coin for it. Wait a minute. And I have wait, in wait, my wait. hand. Wait, hold, hold on a second. I thought I was just starting my show at 9. I thought I got another hour of sleep, and I start at 9 and go to noon. Now we're flipping a coin for the schedule. Hold, you're just not no. going to go 6 to 9? I have. I have. Why would I do that when I, we have a choice? I, I didn't understand there was a choice. I have a, I have it in my hand. And I think this is the only one. Oh, what is um, it? I may have. To, I don't know if I could. I probably can't take a picture of it because it's illegal. But I have a a stunt brain Puro Pelka challenge coin. Uh, I don't know if you're going to give it away on the show or not. But well, I was. You have it. <laughs> uh, I hear it. Yeah. Look at that. That, I mean, that is a, a uh, it's a Leo one challenge a coin. one ounce uh, coin made of uh, tritium. I don't of know course, if you're you aware see. Of that. You, you know what you know what the head looks like. I do. But uh, but uh, those of you that I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the tail is uh, <laughs> really interesting. 
Uh, if you know that. <laughs> I, I, I can't photo that. I don't no, want to take a picture no, of that. That's no, not, that's that, not. that can't happen. NSFW is the I mean, correct you, abbreviation for if you want that. To give these, if you want to give these away later on the show, you can go ahead. But this one's going to stay private. Well, you know, you have the only one. And I, I was in Dallas, what, two weeks ago? <laughs> yes. And I didn't even check because I carry it with me in my computer bag. It's in a little pocket in the front, which makes used me to wonder. That used to be. I showed it I mean, to you I, once. I tried to, I tried to get it back to you before you left and... <laughs> so okay, so we're gonna flip. So the heads, the, the head you're using is obviously the logo, the Puro Pelka logo picture. But the tail, of course, yeah. the tail is the, the is tail. another logo. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's another Opelka logo. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, so uh, do I? Are you gonna flip it? Are you gonna spin it? And I get to call it, or you call? Who's calling this? Yeah, I tell you what. Since we, since I'll spin it like this. Our practice. Ooh, that's a good spin. I should have used that one. Okay, so I'll spin it, and you can call it. You can call. Of course, I'll give you. You can call it, Mike. This is this is your deal. I just realized something. How in the world do you think that I would? I mean, where you spin it, I'm gonna. You, you know, are I'll tell nine, you what it is. Nine hundred miles away. I'll from tell me. you what it is. Whatever you pick. Oh, oh come on. You are should, you insinuating I'm gonna lie? Could we should periscope this? Yeah, go ahead. Oh darn! Is, <laughs> is my phone charged? Let's see. I can't. I know, where I can't find my phone right now. You know, trust oh. is just a name on a bank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I have to trust you. I have no choice. Correct. So this is Frit. A winner gets pick of of time slot. Well, winner gets picks. Six a.m. or nine a.m. start time. Okay. Okay. Not it's one spin. Not no, we're two, not, doing, not. We're not two out of three. I just want to clarify because when you lose, I don't want you whining. Ooh, that's right. Wait a minute. Maybe we better. <laughs> it's only not one spin. <laughs> okay. Not one spin. Maybe maybe three. Wait a minute. I got to think about this for a second. Not one spin. Okay, one spin. One I'm spin. I'm all for one and done. Let's go. I'm supposed to just let that one go. Yeah. Is, is that, okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> People at home figured it out. <laughs> all right. There you go. Call Ta- it. Tails. Tails never fails. Tails never fails. Who's your buddy? Who's your pal? Here it goes. It, you've already seen it now that it's settling. So what did you call? Tails. No! Oh, no! 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 No, heads it is. So I guess you want the six to nine. Darn the luck. You want the morning drive slot, six to nine, right? That would you'd think that'd be my first choice. I, I do. That's what you'd think that'd be if, my first if choice. If I were making the choice, Jeffy, that's what I would choose. Well, then that's what you get. Congratulations, Mike. I have a two- you. You get the six to nine slot I on a, the Blaze Radio Network. I have a two-word starting, starting eighteenth June eighteenth. I start at six a.m., but I I get that extra hour. Well, I'm not just giving you a new time. I mean, we're we are not giving you a new time slot without an extra hour. We're both taking an extra hour. We're stealing it. Suddenly, just taking it. Suddenly, this became we. I'm giving. Uh, I have a two word response to all of this, Jeffy. What is that? Uh, well, the second word is you. Huh. Let's see. Rose McGowan, is that you? <laughs> is that- 
<laughs> That's a callback. I see what you did there. No, thank you. So this is big news. This is big news. Despite, I know, I'm actually excited. Despite losing the coin toss, spin, spin. I don't even get my damn coin back. No, I'll, just, I'll see. I'll give it to you. I always. I mean, I, who doesn't carry this with them all the time? I mean, it's the. I thought only, I did. It's the only. I I couldn't find you. I'm sorry. I tried to. Is Mike here? No. Okay. And uh, so I just. Kept is this it. this the payback I get for me going to Silicon Valley? I was a little ticked about that. Actually. Aha! <laughs> Stamp collector. <laughs> I knew it. A little ticked about so, that. But hey, what do I? June you know, 18th, brand new schedule on the Blaze Radio Saturday, kicking off with pure Opelka for three hours at six to nine a.m. Followed by myself, Jeff Fisher, from nine to noon on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm actually excited. So we've got Opelka, Fisher, Salcedo, Slater, Pags. I mean, we just made your Saturday that much better. It's amazing. Seriously. It's amazing. It so you're coming up today. We're doing a little Muhammad Ali uh, throwback chat. Uh, anything else to look forward to before I let you go? I'm expecting to get Kurt, Schle- Kurt, uh, Kurt Schilling back on. I almost said oh, that's Kurt, right. Kurt Schilling back on the phone. Uh, <laughs> I hate that. No, Kurt Schleister, that guy, yeah. owes me money. No, he owes me money. Kurt Schilling <laughs> on the phone uh, this morning. Uh, he he called in during uh, my stint on Buck's show. I know. How cool is that? It was very cool. And... I was very impressed with how quickly he responds to questions with clarity and intelligence. He's a little bit of a uh, a wild uh, a wild animal, so huh. anything could happen. Oh, that'd be fun. But I did remind him the uh, the words he learned from George Carlin: "We can't use on this network." Hey. I mean, you can if you don't worry about. Well, don't not worried about your job. We're not going to go off the air, but you <laughs> you might. Right. I, I, I just mean, got no. the extra hours. <laughs> right. Kidding. What are they going to do? Take it away from you? Y- yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, never mind. Remind him then. <laughs> We've worked in radio. <laughs> but, yeah, I've got that. I, I'm going to share my story of my day with Muhammad Ali. And, That's not, uh, I will, can't wait to hear that. And, um, you know, I don't have a story about, what's his name, Harambe? The the gorilla? Yeah. but Oh, my God. There is a, a, a temple in Tibet that had 140 tigers in it and i'm not going to a temple with 140 <laughs> tigers. <laughs> that's all i gotta tell you but i got so i got a couple of crazy stories and are you aware jeffy because i know you always want to talk about the olympics oh i, I know I... you are mr olympic in the oh, offices man. oh uh, man i'm in the you, office pool are you aware there's a refugee team a what there is an entire. No, seriously. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. I'm going to tell that story. A refugee team. Yeah, there are, there's an uh, you know all there's 200 and what 18 220 nations competing. Well, okay. the uh, the IOC has taken it upon themselves to create a team made solely of refugees. And, and these refugees are from uh, Refugia, I guess. Uh, no, they're for any of the refugees, predominantly Refugia. from the Middle East. That freaking country, I hate, I know. man. But they've got a flag and everything. Shut up. No, I'm going to share it with you. They've got money. And they've got, and, well, it's money that came from, guess who? Probably America, which means it came from who? You and me. Yeah, no kidding. So I, I got a little outraged today. I don't blame you for that. I wish I'd have known that because that's actually agonizing. Yeah. So it'll oh, be, my gosh. It'll be there. And, uh, you know, and so much more. And, All right. You know, this week's uh, rejected promotional giveaway, which is uh, it's candy. Why was it rejected? Or um, it's just, there's just none left. Michael Pelka. 
coming up immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. And starting June 18th, a week from next Saturday, we go to the new schedule. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. with Mike Opelka and Pure Opelka. And 9 to noon, the Jeff Fisher Radio Show. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, sir. God bless. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. the jeff fisher show all right so those of you that uh think that uh hey guys are the ones that want to have all the sex in the relationships a new study men underestimate how much their wives and girlfriends want sex so take that with you this weekend uh men when you go home and you think to yourselves hmm when when should I see if the wife or the girlfriend would like to fool around? Just know that she's way ahead of you. Way ahead of you. Because she definitely is ready to go. Okay? Just letting you know. You're welcome. You're welcome on behalf of me. That's all. Okay? Plus, I mean, seriously, has anybody, has anybody really told you you look good today? No? Not yet? Well, you do, doggone it. Seriously, you look great. No, seriously, you look great. I mean, you're not going to wear that all day, are you? I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, Hospitalize a brick. I'm so mean I make medicine sick. I am the greatest. Yes, you were, Muhammad Ali, dead at the age of 74. Rest in peace, Muhammad. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.